Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with my friend Brad Sykes, and we are happy to be with you here as we bring you another live edition of SWAT Radio, and happy, as always, uh, to have you with us. As I said, we are uh, coming to you from the Salem Center here in Jacksonville, Florida. Happy uh, to have you listening wherever you are, uh, locally on local radio, 91.7 The Truth, uh, in Meridian, Mississippi, on WMER or WMOX, uh, or in Chesapeake, Virginia, at the Lighthouse, um, covering Virginia and coastal Carolina. We know many of you listen on SWATradio.com or on the SWAT Radio app. And so uh, we invite you to, to continue to listen. And you can always go back on SWATradio.com and listen to past broadcasts. And uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And uh, we've finished Advancing the Truth of the book of acts over the last couple of years and uh now we're we're beginning to look at a a, a book uh, known called the discipleship gospel that we started talking about yesterday doug likes to use the term the kingdom gospel and uh we're going to continue that discussion today so brad sorry that's a long winded and, and unprepared introduction i had my foot tangled in my my headphone wires as we came on the air so <laughs> sorry i needed to make sure i was using the right mic um man good to be back um how's your day good 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 day uh, we're watching as we said yesterday our, our grandkids this week and uh so i had another early wake-up call although they are they're three and five and so they are starting to sleep just a little bit longer it's amazing how it goes from they're awake at five in the morning, five thirty, and then within a few years, you can't get them out of bed before ten o'clock. Okay, so I, it, you corrected what I had thought. I thought the kids were just staying over like during the day. They're they're doing sleepovers. Yeah, well, no, this we're, week. we're okay. at their house. We're, well, we're at my son and daughter-in-law's house, so we're keeping them in their natural habitat. <laughs> well, as you know, it, oh well, that, that's that's helpful actually. Yeah, it I, is. Vic and I, we feel the same way it when it, and listen. Uh, had uh, had seven of our grandkids over this morning, and uh, I don't know if I've shared this with you. I know Doug knows. Did did you see the? Did you happen to see the fort that I built in the backyard for my kids? I for think my you, grandkids? Sh- you showed me a picture of it. Well, I'm surprised uh, you haven't moved in. Well, <laughs> there there are days where Vicky probably would be happy if I did. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Vicky loves having me around, and uh, but she is very happy that I've built that thing because. They have the boys are actually trained to don't even go to the front door, just go around to the back. And this morning, I was sitting there reading, and all of a sudden, I hear these kids in the back. And it's a little early. I'm like, "Are the boys here?" She goes, "Oh yeah, I think they're here. You know, they're just back there having a good old time." Yeah. Of course, my daughter brought a whole you know two dozen Dunkin' Donuts back there, and I mean, and of course, I don't know if your grandkids are this way. I'm sure your kids were this way. You don't just go get a glazed donut. You get chocolate and sprinkles absolutely. and all that. And uh, absolutely, I, I looked at Vicky as as the boys were just covered in chocolate and sprinkles as they're playing in the backyard. I said, "Aren't we? Aren't you glad I built this back here so they didn't have to trip?" And by the way, my comment about I'm surprised you're not living back there was not to suggest you should be in the quote the doghouse or treehouse, yeah. but it was to suggest that it's a beautiful treehouse. It, it, it is quite nice. It is uh, beautiful. I tell people all the time. Um, so, like you, Vic and I have been married 37 years, 
and being that we're in the real estate business, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer that we're to make disciples, uh, you know, as we're going. And I do that at home. I do that at work. And of course, I do that elsewhere. But, you know, the, I, I, the real estate field is a great place to, to minister to people. When somebody's buying a new house or mm-hmm. selling a house, there's a lot of emotion that goes sure. with it. And uh, I often tell young couples, you know, when they, they go back and look at a backyard or they look at a house, I'm sure you were this way. Oh, I can fix that. Oh, I, I think we can fix that. Listen, I learned very early on in our marriage, and I'm thankful for it, that, that is, the fixing stuff is not a gift I have. And But all that to say... I, I did overwhelm myself when I built that fort back there. Well, I'm impressed that if you consider yourself not to be very handy or mechanical, that you actually built that. I, I've said this before on the program. Any tools that we had in the house when my kids were growing up, they referred to as mommy's tools. Okay, so that's all you need to know about me. I, uh, you know, I remember one time getting a lawnmower years ago and probably bought a cheap one that had to have a lot of assembly. <laughs> And I can remember being in the garage all day, and I got the thing together, and it was my greatest mechanical achievement in the history of uh, my life. I so, can and then I took it out, and then I took it out to mow the lawn, and it probably didn't work. Yeah, I completely relate to that. In fact, that was another thing I learned early on: is um, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart. Is there assembly uh, required? Uh, and can I pay to have it assembled? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you know, you, we've joked about this, and maybe, again, I've talked about this here, but for those of you who are not familiar with the Jacksonville area, there's a pretty well-known plumbing company in Jacksonville called David Gray Plumbing. <laughs> yes. And I've been here- This is not 20, a plug for David Gray. No, I've, okay. just, I've been here 25 years, and I've been asked once a month at least, on average, if I'm the plumber. And I have a standard line, which is, no, you don't want me anywhere near your fixtures or pipes. So uh, I am not inclined that way. The funny thing was, though, years ago, I was a project manager for a plumbing and heating company. So Were I, you really? Yeah. So I had the in, in the in the Boston area. So I was in the office and I was buying equipment and, you know, getting equipment to the job sites and things like that. But I uh, fortunately did not have to install any of it. So. <laughs> Anyway. I, well, we have a lot of things in common, and I'm glad we have that in common. By the way, uh, we have golf in common. We both enjoy we golf, and well, quite, what we have in common is our love of it. <clears throat> our talent levels are a little bit uh, not in common. With your, yours being substantially greater. Well, what a <clears throat> what a shock to those of us who love golf and who have been kind of a little had the had our feathers ruffled over the last year as the live tour has merged with the pga tour Mm -hmm. today with big headlines and i gotta say very disappointed yeah very disappointed yeah i was telling you before we came on i was listening earlier around lunchtime to a little bit of sports radio here in jacksonville and um they were they were briefly giving some descriptions of some pga tour player reactions that came in immediately and they were less than uh, excited about this merger i they they would not be repeatable some of the ones i heard mm. uh, on our program here but yeah i think there's going to be a lot of negative feedback and reaction from pga tour players who remain loyal yeah to the pga tour and did not take the big money offers of live when they got it so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out well that's uh first thing i thought of is i thought on the two sides, the, the the guys who took the money 
whether it was Brooks Kepka or Phil Mickelson, which we know those two alone were darn near close to a billion dollars uh, combined. <clears throat> and uh, and yet you got guys like Rory, Spieth, Jeff Scheffler, Thomas. Uh, John Rahm, yep. who said, no, I'm not going to do that. Yep. And mainly, I'm sure the money was enticing. I mean, wouldn't that be enticing? Sure. But I love what Rahm said. You know, I don't know if this is the number that was offered him to come to live, but it, he, his response was, $200 million isn't going to change my life. Mm-hmm. Yet now these guys have got to have their cake and eat it too. And, uh, boy, it's a shame for yeah. Justin Thomas and John Rahm and right. Rory. Right, and it's it's hard to imagine that there won't be some negative repercussions going forward. I mean, the guy I was listening to around lunchtime was talking about, you know, you think about business and when there's when companies merge, competitors merge in, in a business setting. And here you have two companies maybe that have been fierce competitors in the business world for X number of years, and all of a sudden there's a merger and they have to shake hands and smile. And mm. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> how this all plays isn't, out. Um, isn't that interesting? I mean, it's nice from the standpoint of you do like seeing, of course, just as a pure golf fan, you like you want to see the best players in the world. Yeah, of course. Playing against each other. And um, certainly the majors have provided that, you know, with Kepka winning the, the PGA recently. Um, was it, it was the PGA, mm-hmm. right, that he won. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but the politics of all this is going to make for some interesting uh, interaction, yeah. I think. But, you know, now there's... <clears throat> where, where else are they going to go? So it's not only the uh, the DP World Tour, the European Tour, the Live Tour, and the PGA Tour have now merged. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, it just came out today. I haven't done a lot of reading on it, Neither but I'll be interested I. to yep. see. Uh, I will be tuned into the Golf Channel this afternoon. Yep. As of today, this afternoon, I know we're going to jump back in the text. I do want to just mention uh, uh, June 6th. 1944. I'm glad you brought that up. D-Day observed, of course, annually. Brings overwhelming memories of the brave men and women who fought and strategically planned and well-executed battle that ultimately led to the end of the Second World War. Hard to believe more than 75 years yeah. ago, yep. even though neither neither of us were around, but we yep. certainly have ancestors yep. and, and family that were there, and yep. many of our listeners do as well. Yep. I think what's sad, to be honest, is... Um, I think the fact that we give one day to these brave men and women, Veterans, um, Veterans Day, you're Veterans Day, to, yep. but we give a month for for the LGBT mm-hmm. alphabet yep. people. Yep. <clears throat> it's, it's sad. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I have I have said for a while, um, you know the the attitudes and the entitlement and 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 the. I'll use the term, right, wokeness going on in the culture and and the things that are happening in our schools where they're worried about the right to have, you know, a drag performance mm-hmm. um, in schools. <clears throat> but but I think every kid as of a certain age, I, I, I said this only partially, you know, in not in jest, but only partially with hyperbole, should have to watch the opening scene to Saving Private Ryan that depicts yeah. – yeah. D-Day. Yeah. I had to be in the right frame of mind. I, I had read about the opening scene and, and it took me a while to watch it. And if you haven't seen it, 
I would encourage you to watch it, even though it's very hard to watch yeah. and it's, for lack of a better word, gory. But to see the depiction of what these guys and the depiction probably isn't as bad as it really was. Oh, for sure. But it, but it does a very good job of giving you a sense because it's it's easy to read facts. Yeah. It's easy to read something in a yeah. history book. But when you when you read a, an account of a, someone who was there, mm-hmm. that's always more gripping. Yeah. Yeah. And when you can see, just like we've talking about talked about the chosen, how it helps us to put the reality of, of right. Jesus life and the life of the disciples, you know, to give us a better, uh, maybe a better grasp of that. The beginning of that movie and other movies do the same thing from other conflicts. But I think every kid of a certain age should have to watch that yeah. and say, this is what people were willing to do exactly so that you can put have on, the, have put, the views you have. Yeah. Right. So you as a man can put on women's clothes. It's, it's, it, it's so crazy. Yeah, but I, I just, I'm glad you mentioned D-Day and, and and that for all the veterans out there, anyone who might be listening, who has served, we, we yeah. thank you and, and are very thankful and, and honored to have you listening and, and, very um, grateful for for what you've done. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you're right. I think uh, thankful for movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan. I'm, we're not promoting a movie, but I'm thankful that those of us who didn't grow up in that uh, are able to kind of get a get a feel for it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. A movie's still not going to really. Yeah. Uh, a movie can't put out the the smell of gunpowder. Yeah. Uh, the it can't put out the smell of yeah. flesh. Yep. You know, it's it's a tragic day. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion that we began yesterday of kingdom discipleship and uh, the kingdom gospel. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment. And come back after the break on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us. And uh, right before the break, we were talking about remembering that today is D-Day, the 79th, I think, anniversary of the uh, storming of the beaches at Normandy and the the, the landing of the Allies on the continent of Europe. And uh, we were mentioning Veterans Day, and and we want to make sure we're clear on that. We just celebrated Memorial Day, and... uh, where Memorial Day is the day set aside to remember those who gave their lives in service to the country, right? The the ultimate sacrifice in terms of service to country and Veterans Day is uh, more designed to be the day we remember veterans that are still with us and honor them. And uh, not that we don't remember fallen veterans on that day as well, but just to make that distinction between Memorial Day and Veterans Day and, and be clear on that. So if you're a veteran who's listening or if you're a family that's lost a loved one in the service of the country, thank you. That's the, the most important thing. We're grateful and we want to thank you for, for your service. And Brad, before we jump in uh, to the getting back into our discussion of the, the kingdom uh, gospel, I think we have a, a caller. Uh, Lori. Lori, are you, are you on? Yes, I'm here. How are well, you, Welcome Lori? to SWAT. Thank you. I enjoy the show. What, what's on your mind today? Um, well, I heard you talking about um, D-Day, and my dad was a huge, um, he always instilled that in uh, me and my brother and sister and all of our kids, and, um, you know, just the importance of freedom and, you know, what are, you know, what are these veterans did for us, just like you said, so we can have freedom. And um, so there's a local organization called We Can Be Heroes, um, the lady that runs that, her name is Beth Heath, and she puts on, every year she puts on an annual remembrance of D-Day, and she also does it for Pearl Harbor. And it's a beautiful um, evening and just a beautiful tribute to what these veterans did for us. Um, I, I just texted her because I wanted to make sure, I, I believe they still have tickets available at the door, but there is an event tonight at the Salem Center um, and it starts at 5.30 is a social hour, and then 6 o'clock is dinner, and 6.30 is a presentation. They have, um, you know, World War II uh, heroes that uh, will be speaking, and um, or that you can meet, I believe, and then she has two speakers. Um, and the Salem Center is located at 7235 Bentley Road. Um, it's over off of Butler, yep. kind of in that South Point area. And... Um, uh, yes, it's a it's a great event. I've been 
Um, I can't say enough about it. Oh, Lori, that's great that you've brought that to our attention. <clears throat> we really appreciate it. So do you think that, I know you've, you're waiting maybe on a text back from Beth, but if folks uh, look up online, we can be heroes, would they, do you think they'd find the information needed? Yes. Okay. I think Yeah, in fact, it's. I've got the website here, Lori. We can be heroes. Foundation dot org, and yeah, is is that sound about right? Yeah, uh, looks like yeah. Five thirty social hour, six p.m. dinner. It looks like Mm -hmm. Salem Center, and you nailed it. That's actually seventy two thirty five is where we broadcast from. So we're in that building right (laughs) now. (laughs) Small world. You can go there after you finish. That's right. I may have to do that. That's right. That's right. Uh, Well, Lori, we we really appreciate that. And thank you for for bringing that to our attention. And hopefully folks who are listening will will check that out and uh, can can attend some of these events. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you for what you're doing. Where are you you listening, Lori? Um, I am listening in my car. (laughs) But you're in Jacksonville. (laughs) Yes, I'm in Jacksonville. Okay. Okay, great. We love ninety-one point seven, so oh, we good. like. Yeah. Well, great. we well, we're yeah. glad you're listening, and we really appreciate your call. Okay, thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Have a great day. God bless. Bye bye. Okay, so that and by the way, I'm I'm on their website right now. We can be heroes foundation dot org, and again, that's uh, annual D Day remembrance honoring World War II veterans. Uh, hear the story of the Navy heroes of Normandy tonight, 5.30 p.m. social, 6 o'clock dinner, and it looks like looks like you can still – tickets are $35. Um, anyway, I hope we're not sending people to something they can't get into, but uh, check it out. Go to, go to wecanbeheroesfoundation.org. Mm. Thanks to Lori for bringing that up. And, and, you know, we know just from simple math, right, the, the number of folks that served in that era is dwindling rapidly. Very much and so. and uh, it's a great opportunity to continue to honor them while they're still, some of them are still with us. Well, and back to your point earlier, you, you know, my parents, your parents, uh, I think we uh, instilled the, 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 the great blessing that we have as Americans for the freedom that we have. Mm. But that freedom didn't come free. No. It came at a great cost yeah. uh, just to have the freedom of our country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the if we're, if we're neglecting to teach these, we know the schools, a lot of the schools are not teaching yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and remembering the way that that generation, now I'm not saying that every single person who served was a believer, right? But, but remembering how that generation recognized the hand of God in these in the when you look at the 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 details of some of the battles and some of the turning points in the war the providence of god is all over it and and you know from from roosevelt calling for a, a national a, a day of prayer and you know th- those things are passing us by in our culture and it's very important to not only remember and recognize the veterans and the service people that fought to keep us free and to push back evil, but that the way God, God's hand and God's providence was involved in, in all of that and in using the men and women that he used to, to push back evil, to defeat evil. Amen. Amen. Anyway, one quick thing, I just wanted to mention this. So oftentimes, um, many of our listeners and SWAT guys know that, uh, 
my uh, my one of my grandsons, Graham, went through a very serious uh, heart surgery. In fact, multiple surgeries, and he's doing excellent. But the interesting thing is, is you know, you wonder how did we get connected with this particular doctor? Which there's just a, I mean, there's less than a handful of these doctors worldwide who do this particular surgery, and uh, we ended up uh, finding this doctor through a friend of my sister's in Houston, whose grandchildren, granddaughter had a similar issue. And that girl, Annie is her name, if you want to remember that, Annie Woods. Uh, Annie Woods is in surgery right now Mm. in Austin at Dell Children's. She's already on the bypass machine right now, undergoing about a 14-hour heart surgery. Mm. And she's uh, three years old, and Annie is just the sweetest little thing. And uh, just pray for Annie. Pray for, uh, pray for the doctors. Pray for the uh, the family, the, the grandparents, the the parents. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to mention that real quick. And these are folks that are friends of yours. Hi, so bro. they're friends of my sister. Okay. So when this gotcha. when when Graham's issue came yeah. up, we're, they're scrambling trying to find who who in the world even does this mm-hmm. surgery. I right. mean, this is one of those things. Yeah, I remember just that. a short period of time ago. Yep doctors wouldn't even attempt this yeah and uh anyway so we got a handful of doctors and really the probably the most well-known the guy who's done the most of these surgeries is a guy named dr charles frazier mm-hmm. he's in austin at dell children's hospital okay. okay and uh one phone call got made uh my son and his wife ended up getting on the phone with dr frazier and their doctor here in jacksonville okay. and within within 48 hours graham was on a plane well, yeah, sent by that. dell children's in yeah. austin yeah so anyway you know we're on the other side of it now we've come right. through it right. but uh I, I know the feelings anybody who's had to go through yeah. things like this with your children or grandchildren yeah yep. it uh there's a lot of uh fear can get exposed yeah. in your life yep. and uh yep. anyway i just wanted to lift well, let, let's, lift pray, Annie let's, up. let's pray for her right now lord Please. we we just lift up Annie as she's on the table with the doctors right now. We know that she's in your care. Ask your protection over her. Give the doctors great skill and wisdom, and please comfort and come alongside in a special way her family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Glad we can do that. Well, listen, we are, today, yesterday and today, we are looking at uh, the the six Gospels that are brought out in a book that uh, David and I are going through called the Discipleship Gospel. Particular, specifically, we are looking at the six most well-known gospels that we hear of. We were talking about Galatians 1 yesterday where Paul says, uh, you know, um, if anyone uh, preaches to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let them be accursed. Mm-hmm. I think that's Galatians one eight, yeah. probably. Yep. Uh, but you know, you would think, well, how how many gospels are there? Well, there's really only one accurate gospel, and any other gospel is a false gospel. And uh, but boy, a lot of these false gospels sound really, really good. Yeah, they, and 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 there are a lot of scriptures uh, threaded through those gospels. Yep. But the the first one, which we dealt with yesterday, is the forgiveness only gospel, uh, where where salvation is simply confessing your sins and asking for forgiveness. But it doesn't require repentance and ongoing sanctification. And we talked about this yesterday. That as we 
as true believers, the Holy Spirit comes in into our heart and begins to work in us through the Word of God. And and that begin, we, we're not simply told to, as Jesus said, go make disciples, but he says teaching them to observe. Hmm. So discipleship really requires not only the teaching, but the observing, the obeying aspect. So there's that forgiveness-only gospel. And then we also talked about what, what, what he's called the left gospel. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, social action the social yeah. aspects so. yep. yep well we're going to continue that discussion on on these uh different gospels quote unquote when we come back we've got a few that we didn't talk about yesterday and we want to review a little bit more about uh, what's written in this book called the discipleship gospel or the the, the kingdom gospel as doug likes to say and uh, we're going to come back after this break we're going to break for the news and we ask uh, and hope that you'll stay with us on swat radio dead? That was the question Time Magazine asked on its front cover of the periodical in 1966. The Western world seemed to be crumbling all around, but a few years later, another headline told a different story. The Jesus Revolution. That was the startling cover in 1971. The Time reporter saw mass baptisms and conversions, though he considered himself a neutral observer, perhaps even a skeptic. He admitted he was deeply moved by what he saw. Our country is a dark and divided place these days, he wrote, and there's hope in that tent, a kind of love and unity that I can't fully explain, and it's spreading. The tent he was talking about was Calvary Chapel in Southern California, and it reflected a new and powerful revival led by Pastor Chuck Smith and hippie evangelist Lonnie Frisbee. There was hope and forgiveness in the name of Jesus, and tens of thousands saw their lives changed forever. I'm Charles Morris at haventoday.org. There's major delays because of a crash on US-1 Phillips Highway southbound at the 295 East Beltway on the south side blocking the left lane. Also, there's an accident on the West Beltway, 295 northbound beyond Collins Road on the west side. Partly cloudy tonight, low 71. Wednesday, partly sunny with afternoon storms, high 92. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. As we're having theological yes, discussions yes, on the break. Almost got caught there, and you may have heard me. <laughs> my loud voice uh, in the mic uh, there for a second. But uh, at least we were talking about our topic. We weren't <laughs> yes. talking about Liv and PGA merging. <laughs> deep, deep yeah. spiritual stuff. Yeah, there. that's right. That's right. But we are talking about uh, a book by a couple of guys named Brett Bill Hull and uh, Ben Sobel's called The Discipleship Gospel. Uh, 
we're also using the term the kingdom gospel and the idea that uh, there are false gospels or different gospels out there that churches are are believing and preaching that are distortions of the gospel that Jesus preached. And we're, we're talking about some of those. We, we touched on the forgiveness-only gospel, and uh, yesterday we talked about the social action gospel, that, that it's really all you need to do is—, is Help those in need, right? Yeah. And and, and yeah. do good do good works and and help uh, people who are less privileged or less uh, fortunate, you know, who are in need, and and that's that's the gospel. And then uh, we talked about that yesterday, and then we started talking about a very common one today: the prosperity gospel, yeah, the health yeah. or the health and wealth gospel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> I think uh, I mentioned this to you, and uh, this this gentleman, Greg Gilbert, has been one of our guests here on SWAT Radio. Uh, Doug and I, I'm trying to remember, um, so Greg Gilbert, and I, if I recall correctly, in our conversation that Doug and I had with him, he wrote a book called What is the Gospel? Very small book. I highly recommend it. In fact, Doug and I have used, I'm not a big track guy. I'm not a guy who hands out tracks, but the track on What is the Gospel is, is probably one of the best tracks I've seen, But and, and those tracks came out of the book that he wrote. In fact, uh, when he was hired by Southern Seminary, Dr. Al Moeller, his first assignment was to write that book. Mm. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't get hired thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book. He ended up writing this book, What is the Gospel? He says this, he said, he says, a general fog of confusion swirls around the gospel these days. When it comes right down to it, Christians just don't agree on what the gospel is. Even Christians who call themselves evangelical, yeah. and I think it's interesting in his book to 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 kind of paraphrase a little bit. He he basically said you could line up ten evangelical Christians and ask them what is the gospel, and you get ten different yeah. answers. Yeah, and that's the gist of this chapter too. In this book, we're looking at is you know it's titled "What Is the Gospel," and it, it talks about all the distortions of the gospel. And, you know, again, coming back to what we've said so many times, our en- we have a real enemy in Satan, and, and Satan, as the Bible says, is a liar mm-hmm. and the father of lies. And when he speaks, he lies, and that's his native tongue. Yeah. And and he's he's not stupid. He's clever. Bible talks about that, too. And so all these distortions, like we alluded to, have elements of the truth. Or they're or they're part of the gospel. They may some of this may be part of the, the gospel, but key pieces are missing. And and you said it earlier. A lot of this sound people to someone who doesn't know the full gospel sounds good. Of course and, it does. And, and now we're at this health and welfare gospel, and that can sound really good. Yeah, and absolutely. some of the most popular, as we know, TV evangelists and radio evangelists. Uh, are promoting this health health and wealth gospel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this prosperity gospel. Yeah, I, I was uh, reading an article in the the Gospel Coalition. It says every so often, when discussing the prosperity gospel, I hear proponents say, "But surely God doesn't want us to be poor, does He?" This is viewed as a, a as a trump card, as if there's no middle ground between obscene wealth and abject poverty. People who say such things ignore the many Bible passages addressing wealth, and uh, they choose to forget the words of the wise man who prays, two things I ask of you. And you may remember this. H.B. Charles taught from this at our 
SWAT uh, training a, a few years ago. It says, yeah. two things I ask of you. This is Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. Two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, mm-hmm. lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of God. Mm-hmm. Wonder how many of us are praying that, mm. you know? Right, right, right. Well, this this prosperity gospel is is dangerous also. in it, it's It's also that gospel that talks about you just need the faith. You need the faith to believe that yeah. God is going to do these things for you. And if you don't have them, to your point, if you're not rich or you don't have the material things or the blessings that you want, it's because you don't have enough faith to receive them. And boy, is that a dangerous. Mm. Think about how many believers in history and today you know, you, you talked about the relativity of wealth, and, and God doesn't want us to be poor. If you are an average person in this country, a middle, what we would say a middle class or even a lower middle class person, I mean, I grew up with one parent working as a teacher. I don't know how they did it, frankly. Right. And, um, and but we are rich beyond compare with probably the top 1%. Or 99% yeah. of the world. Yeah. And so are you going to tell me that these believers in other countries that are lacking material possession are somehow not spirit-filled or don't have enough faith? They probably have more faith than I do. Well, you and I have both been in places where there is abject poverty. Absolutely. uh, Some of those, I mean, uh, trips to the Philippines you and I went on, uh, trips to India, where you're you're not in India like New Delhi. I mean, you're in really, really... uh, abject poverty yep. i mean we're talking third world yep. stuff yep. and these people have a joy that we hadn't even scratched the surface of right. the joy they have right right because as i said I, I feel like in many ways the world gets its claws in us and uh, i think of jesus who says do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy yeah. and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven yeah where neither moth or rust nor rust destroy, yeah. and where thieves do not break in and steal. You know, it, boy, Jesus addressed this idea of a prosperity gospel. Mm, yeah, and and we see today that there are some of the leaders of this movement that promote it. Right, that when you tell somebody, well, you don't have enough faith, and if you but if you listen to me and if you give to me then that'll increase your faith, right? Or you'll show that your faith is increased. I had someone, it was a friend who said to me once years ago, who had terrible headaches and said, I know I'm already healed of these headaches, but I just don't have enough faith to receive that healing. Mm. And and I, I think I actually said, are you still having the headaches? And she said, yes. And I said, well, then you're not healed. For whatever reason God has chosen that you're still having them, mm-hmm. but it's not because you don't have enough faith if you belong to him. Yeah. The Bible and, and, talks about faith the size of a mustard seed. Yeah, and, and in fact, Doug and I had this conversation probably two weeks ago. We were talking about this very thing that there's this absolute falsehood that you know you haven't been healed because you don't have faith, or you don't have because you do not ask. 
Um, the reality is we've so twisted a lot of the scriptures mm -hmm. to make them fit a certain narrative. The reality is um, it's not talking about a faith that says God will heal my friend's granddaughter, uh, Annie. Okay. It's a faith that God can do it. I think immediately of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace under Nebuchadnezzar when they when they threatened to throw him in and they said, "Well, we'll see if your God will save you now, or because you won't bow down to the king." And they said, "Well, we know God's capable of saving us, but whether He chooses to or not, we're not going to bow down mm. to Nebuchadnezzar. We yeah. belong to God. Yeah, we bow down to God. Yeah, and and that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. Yeah. I." I we don't know God. We belong to God. There's a there's a creed. I forget, uh, you know, creed of the church, an older creed that that or a, or a, a catechism a catechism yeah. question <clears throat> that I that I my only hope in life and in death is that I belong to Jesus. Yeah, he holds the keys to death and Hades. Revelation says, so death is viewed much differently by God mm -hmm. because it's not really death yeah. for us. Like Paul, yeah. we've been talking yeah. about with Paul, but this idea that. And like I think of Doug, you know, our friend, but Doug's friend, John Monger. Oh, absolutely. When he was beaten and they said every day to him for all those months, you can go if you renounce Jesus. And he said, how can I do that to my Jesus? Yeah. The idea that that um, it, it God is, of course, capable, but whether he may not, he may not choose to, to, to heal or to do for whatever, for his mm -hmm. prerogative, right? Yeah. His yeah. will. Um, but the belief that, of course, he can, and whether he does or not, we belong to him and we're safe yeah. in his hands. Well, and I know we're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, let's talk about kind of what comes out of a prosperity gospel. Kind of what is the what is the fruit that comes out? Yeah. And I, one of them is just entitlement. Yes. And it's this idea that I'm entitled as a child God owes of God. Me. He owes yeah, me. as a child right. of God. Listen, prosperity gospel. Uh, listen, the prosperity is in glory. Yeah. It may not be on this earth. That's right. We're going to take our last break of the day. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 with a comment or a question, and we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. 
and online at guardiangroupjax.com. That's guardiangroupjax.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us for our last segment of the program today. And we are... Uh, looking at the kingdom gospel or the, the discipleship <laughs> gospel, a, a book that uh, we've just started to, to kind of read and talk about. We'd love for you to get a copy of it if you want and read it along with us. And um, we've we've been talking yesterday and today a little bit about introducing the book and about uh, the, the false gospels that are in competition with the true gospel that the authors call the discipleship gospel and that that we are referring to also as the kingdom gospel. And we've talked so far about the gospel that's out there uh, being preached, forgiveness only, where, you know, it's a transaction where we believe the facts about Jesus and we say we agree that we're sinners and that he died for us and, and that, you know, we ask him for forgiveness and that's the end of it. Then we just go on doing our own thing. Uh, we've talked about kind of the social action gospel. We were just talking before the break about the prosperity gospel, the the health and wealth gospel. And Brad, you alluded to this right as we went into the break that that produces um, kind of a, a consumer type mentality. Well, it's it is really an, an entitlement, an entitlement, <clears throat> an entitlement right, right. Um, element to your. Walk. Sorry, that's the next one. <laughs> yeah, well, and it may, but they're very similar. Um, and and the you know you and I were talking on the break, not this break, but the break before about our trip together to the Philippines, <clears throat> and uh, you know one of the really things that i enjoyed about the trip was actually the time we spent before we ever boarded a plane to go to the philippines which was when you're there when you're when you're going on a mission trip which we ought to all be going on a mission trip every day is that we are we are prepared we're armed with the gospel Mm -hmm. and uh but what we're dealing with and what he's dealing with in this book and what you and I are going to kind of deal with over the summer is, are we equipped with the gospel? <clears throat> uh, not, not the forgiveness only gospel or the left gospel or the social gospel or the prosperity gospel, or as we'll look at now, the consumer gospel, but are we, are we equipped with a kingdom gospel? Mm-hmm. You know, in the sense that when we bow our knee, bow our heart and surrender our lives to to the lordship of Christ. He's he's not only savior, he's king. Mm. And when we bow our hearts to that, we give him our lives. Yeah. Uh, we don't come as as Doug has said many times, 
uh, he, he didn't join the Marines and, t- and say, I, I really don't like that uniform. Can I get a different color? Right. Um, no. When you, when you sign up, if you will, to be a part of something else, you conform to that kingdom. Right. Well, that's the gospel. That as we bow our hearts to Christ, what we're saying is, I can't do this. I, I, on my own, I'm a disaster. I am a wretched, black-hearted sinner who not only needs to be saved, but needs to be transformed. Yeah. And yet, you know, the, the forgiveness gospel, the forgiveness-only gospel is very much about, yeah, I want that. Give me the ticket I need to get Give into heaven. Give me the heaven. fire insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When that, that's not what Christ came and died on the cross yeah. for. It, and I've had this attitude before. You and I were talking about this before we came on the air. This attitude of, well, I'm forgiven and grace abounds. So, and and, and therefore, as long as I kind of confess my sin and keep a running confession going, you know, I'm okay. I don't really have to give it up. And And think about how ridiculous that is that would— that somehow once God took care of our sin problem in Jesus, that he doesn't care about our behavior anymore. Mm. How ridiculous is that? Of course he cares. And, and the, and the new Testament, Paul's mm. writings are full. Romans six, uh, 14 yeah. for sin shall yeah. no longer yeah. be your master. Yeah. Do not offer the parts of your body as instruments of, of disobedience or, right. but offer them as instruments of righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and yet, and yet, I convinced myself for a long time, and and I still have to fight against it. That, well, I'm good because I'm forgiven, and God understands that I'm fallen and sinful, and He does. But but I use that as an excuse to give in, mm. right? When that when the when the Bible talks regularly about us resisting, and we learn to resist as we are transformed, as we're following Jesus. Amen. And and by the way, I've said this many times. We don't sit behind these mics as ones with authority in this area we sin absolutely uh, just as everybody else does but the idea that um christ died on the cross for the sins i've committed yesterday today and the ones i'll commit tomorrow but i have surrendered my life to his lordship which means i'm yours god do with me as you will and as doug has said many times it doesn't mean that we don't sin anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, I'm more aware that, uh, than ever of my sin, yeah. um, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but that our, the direction of our life is that we are hopefully surrendering and cooperating with the Spirit as He makes us more like Jesus. Yeah. And and I can't say it enough from my own experience about what God's done for me. A huge part of that is being in community. Yeah. It's not only being in in the scriptures and with the Lord, of course, but then it's, but the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That doesn't mean work for it, but it means involve yourself in the kingdom life in such a way that you are being transformed. And a huge part of that is through other believers. Absolutely. Iron sharpening iron and and, and all the verses that speak about that. Paul Paul says, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will bring it to completion. Paul's not saying I'm complete. Right. Uh, he, he is saying I'm confident yeah. that the one who has taken over my life is about transforming my life. Mm. Uh, Paul's not trying to earn favor with God. Paul's not trying to get his way into heaven. He is saying, I'm yours, Lord. 
now transform me. Yeah. Now, how does that happen? How does transformation happen? Well, it it, it happens by the, the truth of the gospel, the word of God, transforming our life. Yeah. So as we're given the scriptures, you and I talk about this every Friday, so what? Yeah. How, listen, you, you can intellectually get all the scripture you want. You can listen to podcasts from here till the dark, and, and that won't transform your life. Yeah. What will transform your life is your surrendering, this this whole deal of confession and repentance. And confession and, and, and repentance. And following, like we've been talking Absolutely. about. And following yeah. uh, you know, Jesus. Again, not perfectly. And uh, the repentance part you mentioned, you know, Doug's talked about that a lot. I, I like that idea of keeping short accounts with God. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't mean that we're repenting every time we sin to recover our salvation. Let's make right. that clear. Exactly. We belong to him. We're saved. But we're repenting to keep that position of surrender before God, before a holy God, and to keep our relationship and communication with mm-hmm. God free and flowing. Because yeah. just like with a human, with another person, if, mm-hmm. you've, if you've got a, an offense between you, it's got to be dealt with, if you will. Well, and, and I, think, I think the understanding of repentance is a, it's a little confusing but in a lot of areas, kind of like the gospel. It, it, you ask 10 people, what does it mean to repent? Uh, turn. I mean, there's a lot, mm-hmm. lot of, lot of definitions on that. Right. It, it's really the idea. It's, I believe, it's a military term to about face. Yeah. 100, uh, and it's going the other direction. And it's not simply, uh, let's say, I have this sin of, you know, uh, lust. Uh, we're a men's broadcast, so that's a common thing with men. It's mm-hmm. a struggle for a lot of men. Okay. <clears throat> I, I know that sin. I confess it. And I repent, but repentance isn't turning from that to a better behavior. See, there, there's some confusion as if my repentance is, well, I've just got to, I got to get better. I got to make, no, it's yeah. repentance is turning from that lust, which you have filled your heart with to turning to Christ and filling your life with him. Right, right. Uh, and, letting that him, makes sense, and letting but, him satisfy our desires. Yeah. Because uh, he is our righteousness. Exactly. Yeah. It's his righteousness that's been imputed unto yeah, us. That's right. Now, you and I were talking during the break. We've only got a couple minutes left, and and we're talking about. Oh, I thought thing- we had a three-hour broadcast <laughs> today. Sorry about that. We're talking about <clears throat> the things that that aren't the gospel. Yeah. Let Let's talk for a minute about what the gospel is, because there yes. might be people out there saying, and and I was one of these people at one point saying. Well, how can I present the gospel clearly mm-hmm. and quickly? And, you know, you mentioned the Philippines, and one of the things we did when we prepped to go to the Philippines was prepare how are we going to present the gospel clearly. And I'm going to just, I'm going to give the four points that we used. And, it, it, you know, these might hopefully would be helpful to you if you're listening. And then we can talk just briefly yep. about each one. But the four points were God's original plan for his relationship with human beings, our problem, which is sin. God's loving solution to our problem, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. and then our response to Jesus, yeah. to God's solution, yeah. our response in it, do we believe, do we repent, do we follow, yeah. right? So those yeah. four points, yeah. and why yeah. don't we just talk about well, each one briefly? I was going to say, I use it's same thing. Uh, it's three Ps and a response. God's, God's plan, man's problem, God's provision, right. 
my response yes how am i going to respond yeah. to that yeah and the idea is god's plan is that he created us to be in fellowship with him perfect to be in relationship yeah. with him yep perfectly dependent relationship yeah. Yeah. now our problem which we all have that problem it is a, 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 a it's a terminal illness yeah it's called sin yep. that's our problem yep. and it doesn't you know sin is sin all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And you yeah. and I were talking about this in the break. This is a critical piece to understand. And, and I'm not saying that I have any kind of full comprehension of it, but that there is nothing we can do about this problem. That's that's As, a problem. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. We're completely separated from God and under his eternal wrath. In other words, you're not earning your way right. to, to God. Right. Of course, the third part is God's provision. He provided the, the 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 savior uh, who came died on a cross lived a perfectly holy life gave himself stepped in for us yep. we were the ones that should have been on the cross yep. and so that in that in that work our faith in that gives us the righteousness of Jesus which takes away our sin problem but it requires our response not a decision for the quote unquote gospel as the book says but a decision to believe the gospel and then follow Jesus.